Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Monday morning. How are you today, sir? So you were born on this day in 1982. <laughs> yep. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Six o'clock at night. On the eve of the, co- early on the eve evening? of the solstice. Yep, six o'clock at night. Eve of the solstice. So you are a, a, a four-day or five-day Day, I guess it is pre-Christmas baby. Yeah, what and a I, joy! I actually was <laughs> I was actually due Thanksgiving, so I was three weeks late. I didn't. Four, I wasn't ready. Or one week early because you could have been born on Christmas uh, Day. Yeah, well, and again. then you would have gone around telling everybody. <laughs> no, it was it was a little too close for comfort. As a kid, it, it was at first it kind of sucked, but then as you get older, you're like, oh, I can combo, I can combo gifts and make get bigger ones because my birthday and Christmas were so close. But it's funny because, you know, when you're a kid, you you know, I want the Nintendo, I want this, you know, blah, blah, blah. But as you get as an adult, you're like, I want that. I just go buy it. So it kind of changes. You want things that money can't buy. Like you want to wake up on a Monday morning and know that your team was once three and four now leads the AFC. That, my friend, is a birthday gift. And thank you to the Colts. And also thank you. <clears throat> Hold on, it's you're it's, gonna have it's to really say hard. It. It's really hard for me to yeah, say. It's, that's, that's, it's, it's I'll hard say for me to say. I can't I'll say, say it. it for you. Okay. They've got to grab the Pittsburgh Steelers next week. Give uh, them a big kiss. I, thank you. I hard. I was uh, I was trying really hard to say it, but yes, thank you. I was going to say it to them too. That's what has me a little worried because the Steelers do come in to play the Chiefs on Sunday, and wouldn't it be the perfect squelch for them to come in and knock the Chiefs right back out of first place again? I don't think that's going to happen, but. But the Steelers are just ornery enough. They aren't real good, but they aren't real bad either. And you know, they held off a pretty good Tennessee Titans team. Hell yeah, they did. 1913, final score. And that allows the Chiefs now to be the top seed in the American Conference. And that's big, folks, because that gives them, at the moment, gives them the home field advantage right through the playoffs. And that's what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. When you can play at home like that in front of a raucous crowd, it's happened before, and the Chiefs have gone to the Super Bowl in consecutive years by doing so. Again, there's still three games remaining. There are. They went out, though. It's done, and the road goes through Arrowhead. Now, it's going to be crazy. Like you said, we got the Steelers, we got the Bengals, we got the Broncos, any of which, yes, on paper, the Chiefs look good, but... This season, if it has proven anything to anybody, even the casual fan, that on any given Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, anything can happen in the NFL. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the mantra of the of the National Football League, and it is it is a certain level of parity involved, and you see that with the Steelers beating the Titans the way they did. But at this time of the year, you're fragmented because of injuries. Number one. You better have the depth. And number two, how are you going to explain some of these games? Well, you explain them by it's pro football, and things can happen. Who would have thought, certainly not I, since I had some chocolate chips. Oh, no, you didn't. New Orleans Saints blank the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Super Bowl champs. Yeah, Tampa Bay was a 10.5-point favorite. I said, oh, (laughs) that beat the hell out of New Orleans. Not only that, they didn't even score. Nine to nothing in favor of New Orleans? How do you explain that? And you've got a guy named Taysom Hill at quarterback? You've got to be kidding me. But, again, that is pro football. Those things can happen. It's tough how, to... how about Arizona and Detroit? Oh, that one. That's the one. 
<laughs> you want to talk about the game games yesterday that he can't explain? That one, my friend, is one you cannot explain. That is ridiculous. Detroit Lions, who have one win at one tie and the rest losses, worst team in pro football, and they beat one of the best Arizona Cardinals 30-12 to in Detroit. How do you explain that? Well, again, these are professional athletes. And things do happen. Well, in Tampa Bay's defense, it's kind of tough for Brady to throw when half of half of his receivers are down with injury, like you mentioned. But that I, you know, even though the Lions are now two and eleven, I don't think that record really speaks for that team. I think they really should be more like a four or five win team based on their season. They just had some bad luck, but I don't think they're as bad as the record is. Well, and no, yesterday probably proved that, is that a little football. bit. That's pro football. That's professional athletics. No team is really as terrible as they might appear. That just happens to be the metamorphosis of things and the way things are broken. There's a lot of a lot of luck. Now, you do have to have some skill and some skilled players and so forth, and they don't have all that many, and they're a bad operation. But the final gist of all that is these are all-star players yes, from college who are in there, and they can do a lot of things. And anything can happen, whether it's a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> Saturday, Thursday. Uh, so, speaking of that, uh, we had a few changes to uh, scheduling this week, and we've got games uh, starting as early as 4 o'clock today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, get out of work and uh, go find someone who's got the NFL Network if you want to watch the Browns-Raiders game. But uh, we do have some changes to the NFL's uh, COVID protocol after uh, all the testing and all that stuff now. When does that take place? They are to be implemented at the end of the weekend's game. There's the key. It's the end of the weekend, this past weekend's game. This past weekend isn't over yet, and it does not end until later tomorrow. There are a couple more games on the schedule, two today, two tomorrow, because of the COVID postponement. Now, does the NFL give that a leeway? Maybe. Here's the situation, though. The the, uh, testing and the uh, protocol is being revised, and this should have happened should have happened a long time ago and really should never have been the case. Players who have been vaccinated and yet turn positive on their tests, what they will be done or given is a second test and then a doctor will determine whether or not they're contagious. Now, I must admit to you, I don't know how that's done. Yeah, that's why that will be the rule right there. Yeah. If you're asymptomatic but test, test positive, the players who have been vaccinated, period, exclamation point, they're not going to be tested unless it's a random test. And that's, you know, they'll put a na- names in a pool of some sort and pick them out and, uh, hey, we're going to test you today. These are all players who are asymptomatic. What this is going to do is give the NFL a chance to get more players in there. A guy's feeling well and turns positive in the past, he's got to be out for a couple of days. Well, that's not going to be the case now. So there will be a random test. Now, if a player is unvaccinated, then he gets tested every day every day and if somebody shows up who does have symptoms number one if you have symptoms do you really want to play yeah and number two you're out of that locker room that part i do understand completely from what i've read uh, especially over the last few days since the start of all this last week was that most of the players so far this season have been pretty stand up as far as how they're feeling and just uh and it's kind of like we said just a little bit more conscious of that stuff and uh, just better not risk it. And it seems to be, to me, that most of them are playing uh, that way. So well, hopefully... most of the players in the NFL are vaccinated. Yeah. They've had at least one measure of it. 
Well, there's a test that came out this morning that says if you've had all three of the Moderna vaccines, it's going to be effective against everything, all the variants. I, I really like that. That happens to be the vaccine that I was tested or given, and uh, it has proven fine with me. I've never had anything along those lines. What is the Omicron that they're talking about? Well, it's a head cold. <laughs> it's what it is. What My argument to all of this is when did we ever guard against everybody getting sick? Going to. That's, that's part of life. But in this case, well, because there is no or was, past tense, no vaccine, then you had to be very uh, very cautious about what you do. But now the vaccines are out there. We're not promoting it or anything like that, but they are available. They are available, and uh, do what you got to do. Speaking of doing what you got to do, uh, if you look at the standings in the National Hockey League, the Central, man, it's going to be a tight, tight race as we go into the holiday week. The Blues, what? third place right now behind the Wild and Predators? They have 17 wins, they being the Blues. 17 wins, 9 losses after a 4-2 loss to the Winnipeg Jets yesterday. And they have 5, and you can't call them ties anymore, 5 overtimes. And the reason you can't call them times is because those are 5 points. You get 1 point for being in an overtime. You get 2 if you win that overtime. So at least five and some more points out of that. But, yeah, the, the Blues are playing well. They have a good team. Are they a great team? I think we're going to find that out as the season goes on. Remember the year they won the Stanley Cup? They were in last place a day after New Year's. So there was a half the schedule already been played. They were in last place, and they end up winning the Stanley Cup. So there, anything can happen in the NHL and probably will. And it's a long season. But one thing I was talking to someone about last week uh, during the game was that, or maybe it was two weeks ago, is that one thing I've seen from the Blues, their quickness. They've adapted to I w- which I think the league has been kind of moving towards is how fast a lot of these teams have gotten. Blues, for a long time, were the bruisers. Now they're starting to get that quickness, which is uh, very important if they want to survive. So, had some college hoops in the uh, area this weekend. How'd our teams do? Had a couple of doubleheaders. One over at JQH Arena, Lady Bears and the Bears. Lady Bears played Southern University out of Baton Rouge and buried them as expected. I believe it was 73-44. And the Bears on Saturday night played Central Arkansas. And the Central Arkansas Bears from Conway came in here struggling and they left here struggling. 106-73, the Missouri State Bears beat them. Uh, Central Arkansas is 1-9 and nine on the year. They aren't real solid. The Drury team split. Lady Panthers played a very good Michigan Tech team and beat them 79-62 early Saturday evening. Then the Panthers came out on the court hoping to avenge a loss from about three weeks ago to Southern Nazarene. Instead, Southern Nazarene coming up here to play. And Southern Nazarene wins again, 75-64 to 64 over Drury. So Drury's record now falls to a 4-5. and five. It's a split. Now Division II teams, in fact, everything below Division I, it's an NCAA program. Division II and Division III is mandated to take two weeks off. So uh, for the next couple of weeks, neither Drury team will be playing. They resume action after the turn of the year. The rule that the NCAA implemented about, I want to say about five or six years ago, somewhere around there, but it gives the D2 teams and D3, for that matter, time to get off and perhaps enjoy the Christmas vacation. It's a, it's a little less stringent on those particular divisions. And uh, the competition is getting to that point where it's just burning up. Now, uh, we do have uh, already bowl 
games underway at a couple this weekend that were actually pretty good. That uh, uh, NC State one I thought was a pretty good. Game. Well, I tell you, the dogs dogs yeah. pretty much carried things. The one the one favorite that I thought would win, Brigham Young, lost to Alabama Birmingham. Now there is one coming up today that they're going to play, and that's Tulsa Dominion. They'll play the Myrtle Beach Bowl, which will be in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Uh, and that would be a pretty good game. Missouri plays on Wednesday night. They play Army. There are a number more games scheduled on, and uh, it'll be uh, this week will be another build-up to the big championship week coming up next weekend after Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's, with the championships Friday a week from now. That's the semifinals coming up Friday a week. Uh, the Missouri Tigers basketball team did get a win over Saturday you know, on uh, Saturday over Utah. That was a big one. And now they play on Wednesday night the Illini. And that's the Bragg and Rights game up in St. Louis. So you have the Missouri football team and the Missouri basketball team playing on the same date at the same time but in different locales. Okay, that's the way things break up. And this is why Ned Reynolds has two TVs in his <laughs> living room so he can watch both at the same time. Uh, so last but not least, uh, as I mentioned uh, last hour, I, again, am very appreciative of the Colts for getting a win in the <coughs> Steelers. <laughs> Steelers. Oh, I did it. I did it. Uh, beating those teams over the weekend so my Kansas City Chiefs could be in first place when I woke up on my birthday today. Um, now that we've talked about the AFC, we know what the Chiefs have to do. If they want to remain the AFC uh, leaders, they're going to have to win out. It's not going to be easy. It's possible. But again, anything can happen in this season. Now, yesterday, uh, we watched the uh, Packers uh, battle it out. And they can be very scary. And now they are the leaders in the NFC. With an 11-3 and record. And they are pretty good. But, of course, they have the rest of the season to play, too. They are an interesting team. When you have an old pro quarterback like Aaron Rodgers back there, you can you can do some things. I say that. And here's Tom Brady and Egish shut out last night. But the fact of the matter remains the Packers are the number one team in the NFC West. So if everything stopped today and there were no playoffs, we'd have the Packers against the Chiefs in Los Angeles. And where was the very first ever Super Bowl game? Packers and the Chiefs in Los Angeles. Only it was at the Coliseum. It's getting, uh, you know, sometimes I, I love football, I love pro football, but it just gets a little... A little too close to pro wrestling for me sometimes <laughs> and how these things kind of shake down and you go, man, I know I don't believe in coincidences, but come on, guys. Well, it's, uh, yeah, I can understand why, but keep in mind now, you're only dealing with a limited number of teams, whereas in college, you have, what, 100, 118 D1 teams and about 200 D2 teams and so forth and so on. So you have an, a whole lot more circumstances where that can happen. But in pro football, again, we talked about yeah. it. These are the best athletes in the, in that particular sport in the world. That's the way it shakes down. But uh, in college, then, in that case, why the hell do we still have the same six top teams there almost every year? Because they're good. <laughs> they are. Ned, you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, sir.